0: Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. And one of the nice things about trying to do a podcast every day is that you sometimes get to talk about things that might not ordinarily make it into a podcast. So once in a while, I try to pause and cover some, well, we'll call them odds and ends. And I have a couple of interesting things on my desk ...that I have had here for a while just as a reminder to, to talk about them at some point. And you know what? I think today is the day. So the first thing I want to tell you about is what is called a challenge coin. Have you ever heard of a challenge coin? Well, if not, here is the actual Wikipedia definition. A challenge coin may be a small coin or medallion bearing an organization's insignia or emblem and carried by the organization's members. Traditionally, they might be given to prove membership when challenged and to enhance morale. In addition, they are also collected by service members. In practice, Challenge Coins are normally presented by unit commanders in recognition of special achievement by a member of the unit. They are also exchanged in recognition of visits to an organization. So basically, um, this is a medallion that plays an especially big role in the military, uh, particularly the U.S. military, and in politics. In fact, uh, among among, uh, U.S. presidents here, Uh, bill clinton displayed several racks of challenge coins which had been given to him by u.s service members Uh, george w bush received a challenge coin from a marine combat patrol unit when he was visiting iraq in 2007 Uh, barack obama in addition to handing challenge coins to u.s service members would leave coins on the memorial graves of dead soldiers um of course, President Trump has his own challenge coin, which has got uh, sort of a banner at the bottom, which is pretty cool because it allows it to sort of stand up. But there is this practice in the military, and I've never been in the military, but I've heard about this for years. Where it's just called challenging, and this is something that is often done during you know social playtime at a local bar or something like that, when you have a bunch of military people and. They're letting off some steam. And somebody in the midst of this can whip out a challenge coin and maybe even use the coin to sort of wrap on the table to get everybody's attention and then challenge everybody in the room to produce their own coin that represents, you know, the unit they're with or, or whatever. And so uh, everybody who is able to produce a challenge coin at that point, um, is able to uh, have a drink bought for them by somebody who can't produce a challenge coin. All right, So it's kind of like a way of getting a free drink. Or, you know, there are variations on this. Like, for example, you could uh, have a challenge where you, you, you wrap on the table and people pull out their challenge coin and whoever has a challenge coin that was given by the highest-ranking officer uh, is the person that everybody has to drink. Uh, everybody has to buy a drink for you know. So like if you know if you have an admiral that gave you this, oh well, boom, you know uh, everybody's got to buy you a drink. And and so there are all these little games that people play with these challenge coins and there are rules about you know what is and is not acceptable like for example uh you can't have it on like a belt buckle or something like that uh, or it doesn't count you know there are certain ways it has to be presented you can't drill a hole in it i think maybe you can have it on a necklace i think that might be okay so anyway like i say, it's just a funny little um subculture that is especially prevalent among the military to have these medallions and they're pretty cool and i've never had one I've, I've only heard about them and so recently i was doing some research about Asheville, north carolina which is the city where i was born and raised of course a very haunted place a place that plays a major role in my life because i think that you know really the the, the critical moment for me was writing the book Haunted Asheville. and of course, now I have the Haunted Asheville Ghost, tour, uh, ghost Tours and the Asheville Mystery Museum and all that. And um, I am almost embarrassed to say that I, maybe I'd read this before, but I just I didn't realize that there is a submarine out there called the USS Asheville and it's named after Asheville, North Carolina and uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with Asheville it's spelled A-S-H-E-V-I-L-L-E named for a governor of North Carolina Samuel Ashe and so uh, I started researching this ship the USS Asheville as it turns out there have been four ships in the U.S. Navy named the USS Asheville the first one was a gunboat that served in the Caribbean and off the China coast and was sunk by Japanese forces early in World War II. The second one was an Asheville-class patrol frigate. It served on the East Coast doing escort duties during World War II. The third was a high-speed gunboat that served in the Vietnam War, but the one that is currently in service... The USS Asheville SSN-758 is a Los Angeles-class submarine. And, in fact, here's what it says. If you click on USS Asheville SSN-758, it says it is a Los Angeles-class fast attack submarine. She is the fourth vessel of the United States Navy to be named for Asheville, North Carolina. The contract to build her was awarded to Newport News Shipbuilding and Dry Dock Company. Okay, and uh, then it gives all kinds of little info. And it says, it was fitted with a developmental advanced mine detection system, high frequency active sonar array, uh, with transmitters and receivers in the cell, and in a disc-shaped chin sonar dome beneath the hole at the bow. The system is used for target detection, mine avoidance, and bottom navigation. After a highly successful testing period, the system was removed during an overhaul in 2003. So, anyway, this thing is currently uh, probably somewhere in there in the Pacific, prowling around the USS Asheville. And the banner for this submarine is actually the flag for the city of Asheville which shows the silhouette of the cap of our iconic city building there in downtown Asheville. So it's, it's pretty cool. Well, so I bring this up because here I am, you know, clicking around, and I find that there is a challenge coin for the USS Asheville. And so I'm taking a look at this challenge coin, and when I saw one side of it immediately i said okay i gotta have one of these this is this is this is way too cool i have got to have one of these i'm holding this coin in my hand right now on one side of the coin you actually see a depiction of a submarine uh rising up out of the water with the froth underneath it and at the top of the coin it says uss asheville SSN 758. And then on the bottom of that side it says world's finest goat locker. Now I had no idea what the hell a goat locker is. So of course I looked that up. And uh in navy jargon it says here a goat locker is a lounge sleeping area and galley on board a naval vessel which is reserved for the exclusive use of chief petty officers by tradition all other personnel including officers and even the commanding officer must request permission to enter the goat locker they say this term goat locker takes its origins from wooden ship sailing times when goats were kept aboard a ship and the goat was used for its ability to consume nearly all forms of refuse and produce milk for the crew the quarters for the goat were traditionally in the chief petty officer mess which inherited the moniker goat locker and so in modern times goat locker represents any gathering place on or off ship where chief petty officers hold private functions alright so one side of the coin like I said you got the submarine it says USS Asheville it says world's finest goat locker i don't know maybe that's kind of an inside joke or something or maybe it's true i seriously doubt it's true it sounds more like a joke to me but again i'm not i'm not a guy with military experience but it, you see it's the other side of this challenge coin that made me really want to have one of these And mind you, these challenge coins I mean, they go all the way back to Like the Roman Empire I mean, this is a tradition that goes way, way back And so the idea with these coins Is you really want to capture something About the essence Of your organization And side The other side of this coin Is so kick-ass There is this Menacing Grinning skull Skull Wearing a Navy man's hat, uh, very well done, very well done. He, he, I mean, he, he looks almost like some kind of uh, a ghost officer of the Navy, which is not surprising because the top of the coin on this side, the top of the challenge coin says, Ghost of the Coast. Wow! Wow! how awesome is that can you believe that that here i am rooted in this town that is famous for being haunted where i have the haunted Asheville ghost tours and i've written all these books and everything and sure even the navy even the navy has a challenge coin with this you know spooky image and says ghost of the coast but here is what really pushes it over the edge Here's what's on the bottom of this this side of the coin It says evil is our middle name I told you Asheville spelled A-S-H-E-V-I-L-L-E And you may or may not realize that I wrote a novel Many years ago Called The Evil in Asheville And so for them to have a coin that says Ghost of the Coast and Evil is our middle name is almost too synchronistic. I mean, when it comes to my life, I mean, I just, you know, I think about my relationship with Asheville and how I've written, you know, all this ghostly stuff about it and how I wrote this novel, The Evil in Asheville, And then lo and behold It turns out Yeah there must be something There must be some kind of a vibe About that town That was powerful enough That even the military Captured it On this challenge coin Ghost of the coast And evil is our middle name Right there around This grinning skull Man this is wild It's it's, it's just too cool It's just too cool So, yeah, I I found this on the Internet. I was like, got to have it. So I bought this, and um, I have taken a picture of it, uh, a picture of both sides. And if you want to see what this looks like, just go to my Twitter feed. If you go to JoshuaPWarren.com, there's no period after the P. If you go to JoshuaPWarren.com, you'll see my section there where I have the live Twitter updates coming through. And you can just click there, or if you're if you want to go directly, just go to at Joshua P Warren on Twitter and and check out these pics of this challenge coin for the USS Asheville currently in service. Ah, uh, just so just so weird and amazing, and I I cannot believe how much that my experience with Asheville has in common with the way that the USS Asheville is being treated by the navy that's it's it's amazing okay so that's one thing i've had i've had this challenge coin sitting here for a while i've been wanting to tell you about that for a while so now you can go check that out here's the other thing that i've had on my desk for a while that i've been wanting to share with you okay i have a friend a very good friend who at one point in his life worked not so long ago okay fairly recently at a place where photographs are developed and yes i know that sounds kind of unbelievable these days doesn't it because everything is is digital but no you can still go out and buy a roll of film and take pictures and drop them off and get them developed and so he has recently worked at one of these places where he was in charge of helping customers develop their photos now we all know that when you go into a place like that and you are the customer and you hand over your photos you have this expectation of privacy that whatever you hand over whatever film you give is going to be developed and given right back to you and nobody's really going to uh yeah, well, to, shall we say uh, step in as a third party and take their own copy or whatever but in reality that happens all the time and so my friend was developing this role of film and in the process he's looking at the pictures and he saw one image that he thought was notable enough that well guess what he made an extra print for himself so you better be careful when you're taking your photos in to be developed you know this happens this is just reality whether it's right or wrong this is how it goes he made himself his own copy of this picture just so he could give it to me and that's because he felt that this photo may have something of a paranormal nature in it so I have this print in my hand right now and uh i don't have a lot of information in terms of exactly what kind of film was being used etc but let me just tell you what this picture looks like so it is a uh, a photograph of a vineyard and so somebody is looking right down one of these open pathways that cuts all the way sheer across a vineyard and it looks like a a misty morning and you see a number of people three or four people who are out there uh absorbed in the task of picking grapes but in the foreground the uh the featured figure here is a man who is wearing primarily white garb he has a camouflage boonie black boots and he's turned uh facing toward the left as you're looking at this photograph and uh it looks like he is peering down at his hands like maybe he's just picked some grapes and he's messing around with them but the weird thing is that Right behind his back, there is this really odd effect, and it kind of looks okay. It, it, it for for one thing, it kind of looks like the like reality is smeared a little bit. Like there's this fuzzy um, oval-shaped space that's behind his back and which is particularly interesting because it's you can see that this is behind him i mean his the line of his back is nice and crisp and clear and so this thing is behind him and again it kind of looks like it has fuzzy edges and if you look at it very closely you might swear to god that there is a face of some kind which is peering from this fuzzy spot in the vineyard and if you look even closer you might even swear that you see some other figures almost like as my friend has wondered um, almost like that this could be a portal to another dimension that has just so happened to open up behind this guy so you get the impression somebody's at a vineyard, they're just trying to take some nice, aesthetically pleasing shots on a misty morning as the workers are out there doing their thing and but there's something special about this vineyard because at this particular time, on this particular day, at this particular spot, well, as this guy was standing there picking grapes, some sort of a portal opened up behind him and you can see a glimpse into another world another dimension another realm um you know when i first saw this i mean I, I, this is pretty obvious i mean this is something like you know you don't have to 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 strain to see this when i first saw it i said okay yeah there's something weird here and i can't i i'm not sure how to explain this it'd be easier to explain if the guy's body look like it was also somehow distorted or smeared or manipulated but no again he almost provides a nice crisp foreground and the rest of the vineyard provides a nice crisp background and this almost looks like it's just sort of in between it's like another layer in here and so honestly i I, I, i'm I'm telling you i swear i cannot explain exactly what we're looking at here so what i'm going to do is uh is scan this thing in and I'm going to post it right there on my Twitter feed along with the picture of the challenge coin of the USS Asheville and I want you to look at this picture and just let me know what you think Um, you can just go to well I I guess if you're on Twitter you can send me a message through Twitter or you can go to joshuapwarren.com scroll down there and find my email address and just let me know what you think. I may or may not be able to respond, that's not important, but I will look at every bit of feedback that comes in and uh, consider this and see if anybody has a a decent explanation for what the hell we might be looking at here in this picture. So it's just one of those weird, quirky little things. Uh, I don't think we'll ever be able to draw any kind of a solid conclusion, but who knows? maybe one of you listening to this podcast uh is very familiar with this phenomenon and you're like oh yeah you know I, maybe you can either explain it away as being something perfectly normal and conventional or maybe it's something that you say oh no i get this all the time when i go to this haunted location or i go to this place where there's a time warp or whatever uh i don't know that's why i'm presenting this for your perusal so i look forward to you going there to my uh, twitter account and looking at this picture and giving me your feedback so uh, i'm about to wrap up this podcast but i have got so much interesting stuff to share with you over the coming days as we head uh, toward christmas and then the new year and i you know i I got an email. uh, I was I was about to start recording this podcast. I got an email that came in from a man who bought one of our wishing machines, and uh, he was having bad financial troubles. And he used the wishing machine to solve his troubles. And a few days ago, he hit the lottery using the wishing machine. He wanted to email me and tell me this. Um, He hit it for almost six hundred thousand dollars, and so I am um, clearing all of his information right now to tell you as much as I can about his experience but this is just another example of what I tell you about if you get one of these machines and you're very serious about how to use it and you you use it properly well the sky seems to be the limit and this fella is now going to have a very merry Christmas and a happy new year so i'll be telling you a little bit more about you know how he did this and what he did soon but you know this is one of the the great things about what's happening in the world right now you know i've been doing all this stuff with radionics and psionics and psychotronics and wishing machines just got back from this gathering of the brotherhood the league of extraordinary mad scientists and magicians where we talked about how to use all this stuff for the betterment of uh, humankind and then i get back and uh, i get this email from this guy who just you know like i say hit the lotto using it so i mean this stuff is real this stuff is real it's extremely exciting and so uh, i have lots and lots more to tell you over the coming days but for now uh best thing you can do is subscribe to my e-newsletter at joshua p warren.com and uh, while you're there um well go to the curiosity shop see all the cool things i have there go to wishing machine project.com learn about the wishing machine and remember that this podcast is called joshua p warren daily it's always short it's always free it's independent and um uh, If you click the link to this podcast, Joshua P. Warren Daily, on my website, well, you can subscribe through various means or just follow me on Twitter, at Joshua P. Warren, at Joshua P. Warren, and I will tweet when a new one is available. So that's it for today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious, and I will talk to you again soon.